All right, boxing fans, you're back on Ebony Republicans. Guys, I want you to take a listen to this. We're going to get into some heavier lifting. But we're going to listen to, and see, I got the educated people over here. That's why I said I'm so sorry. It's hard for me to do. I have to bring my boxing to Spotify. I want you to listen to what happened between Mayweather and Errol Spence from Texas in a sparring match. And then we'll talk a little bit about what you heard and what you didn't hear. And guys, the objective... Oh, God. The objective is that we can establish why Spence, the truth, Errol Spence, is on top right now And he's considered the boogeyman. Why Mayweather relinquished his belt. Why Mayweather was afraid of uh, Spence. We're going to show you. And we're going to see if you can figure this out for yourself. Now again, I have an educated. Amazing group of people. Right here on my Spotify. Without further ado, guys, make sure you check me out on Ebony Republicans on Instagram, Ebony Republicans on YouTube. Also, if you're interested in my latest book, with your uh, subscription, the book is free on Audible. If you'd like to touch and feel the book, great cover, great artwork, you can get yourself a uh, paperback copy from right here in the good old state of Texas. Shout out to my Republicans, my conservatives. And the Kindle is available for $2.99. So keep that in mind. Gmail me at ebonyrepublicans, ebonyrepublicans at gmail. Make sure you leave me a description and what you want me to hear. Let's roll the tape. Now, this is a third-party guy. Because before we establish and start talking our stuff, I usually always get you a third party. So I want to be fair. Now, let's just take a listen. It's going to be a second around. The first one's a five. So we're going to let him take a look. Just so you know, you hear Mayweather at the beginning talking. He's being interviewed. Also, Spence is going to be interviewed. There's going to be somebody talking because it's their video about what they believe, what they're hearing, and who will be all of the folks involved that will be a testimony to the two men who are great fighters in the sport of boxing in this era. And then you and I will decide what really happened in sparring, and I'll give you some other clues on what I know outside of this video. Let's go. Roll the We got you. It's tough competition. It could go either way. It's about pushing these fighters to the limit. And when we say push it to the limit, we truly believe there's no limit. It's called the doghouse. Everybody hitting on the mat. So that just triggered like a 
something in my head, like just a competitive instinct in my head. Now this is Errol talking. He's a farm boy. He's uh he's got a farm out here in uh out here in Texas. Take a listen. He was like, oh, it's on now. We're going like five, seven minutes one round, things like that, we going at it. So I get out the ring. He look out the ring, say, You alright for you motherfucker? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and I heard that first. I say, I say, what? He say, you all right for a I say, I say, man, I say, what? I say, man, you got me messed up. I say, man, put your shit back on. I say, matter of fact, turn off the clock. I say, we can go to somebody's drop. And then we get in there and spar for like eight, nine more minutes. We get in there and spar, and then he's like, all right, that's enough. But I think I already respect at that time, I think I already respect. He was like, all right, this, this kid ain't no pushover. Like, you know, Kurt, you know, who I am. Now, this is a, uh, this one right here is a couple years old where Errol was talking about um, sparring Floyd Mayweather. I think the interview was Ellie said back, but let's listen. Oh, um, Floyd's just smart, man. Why? It's, I mean, like, you can always say he's thinking, like, and you can't take any time off. Like, he's always thinking. He's always in target to land a punch. You know, he's always looking. Like, you throwing at him, he's always slipping. He's still looking at you. You know, he's never turned away looking at you. He's just, his cat like reflex, too. I mean, everything, he just put everything together. It's just, I mean, dude, perfect. If you did ever fight him, it would be a huge fight. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. But we don't know. I mean, he might come back for Manny, maybe. Nah, he ain't coming back. You don't think so? What if the money's insane? Man, he fighting overseas, getting the first round knockouts. 10 million for exhibition. Hey, he did look good. He yeah. did look good. First round knockouts, 10 million. Is that a, I won't fight You want that model when you retire, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, Speaking of that, when you spar with him, don't you think that that'd be a real spark? Because everybody was, uh, it was reportedly that you had did this and that to Florida spawn. Do you think that gave you a spark when everybody started taking you real seriously? Uh, yeah, but I mean, I could have had a bigger spark by the take it. Like everybody's telling me oh, what happened, what happened in camp, and this and that, and did you knock him out, or did you give him a black eye, and this and that, this and that. But, what you mean you could have had a bigger spark? I mean, I mean, most guys, I mean, most guys, like, it's just I'm really rude, you know, talk about what happened this morning. Now, I can't front. Uh, the way Earl spoke on it right there, especially at the end, kind of gave the impression that maybe, just maybe, he's being polite when he talks about this. But like I said, that was a couple years ago. Um, he was definitely more in-depth with the first interview. But like I said, when, when he spoke on it that time, he kind of gave the impression that, yeah, you know, I learned some stuff from him, and he did see that he gave Floyd his accolades, but kind of felt like, yeah, but at the same time, I could have, I, you know, if I tell the real story exactly what happened, I can embarrass him and, you know, and make and could have made my name even bigger at the time, because remember, this was early in his career, I think, like, 2-0, 3-0, something like that, so he could have really got a big spark off of that. All right, now we're going to listen to an interview done by Fight Hype with Haseem Rockman Jr., son of Haseem the Rock Rockman, two-time uh, former heavyweight champion. Now, if you remember the clip that we saw earlier with Floyd talking about the doghouse, um, that particular day or on that episode of Showtime 24-7, I think that's what it's called, Floyd Mayweather 
had had this guy from London come over and he was trying to fight former middleweight champ Ishe Smith and um Hasim Rothman's son, his other son got beat up by him, his younger son got beat up by the guy. So Hasim Rockman Jr. and his mom came in to get a little get back against the guy from London. Now this is how insane the the doghouse can be. This is like at its craziest. Now, first off, you got a house full of guys or boxers and, and, and people, you know, that that are affiliated with boxing and boxers, trainers, etc., etc. You got people gambling. You got the two guys, the two combatants who getting up in there. You got Floyd Mayweather up in there. But here's the craziest part. These guys, they didn't fight three-minute rounds. They didn't fight five-minute rounds. They didn't fight a seven-minute round. They fought until somebody dropped. You, yeah, you saw the you saw the the, uh, the phone. Thirteen minutes, but no, it didn't stop there. These guys fought for thirty-one minutes. I'm gonna say it again. They fought for thirty-one minutes. Hasim Rockman Jr. pulled it out, but only after they fought. I was saying one more time for 31 minutes. That's how insane the doghouse can be when when it's a uh, a grudge that needed to be settled. But anyway, so we know he definitely know what he's, what he's talking about when it comes to the doghouse. He's definitely been up in there. He's freaking with me there. So let's see what he had to say about Errol Spence versus Floyd Mayweather when they sparred. Yeah, I, seen him, I did see him box Floyd, though, and, and, and um, I was there when they first sparred. Can you tell us how that went? I mean, y'all see where Earl at right now? He's world champion. I mean, he, he, you know, he did his thing, so it, it wouldn't have been – it would have been – if it was the other way around, it wouldn't be no, it wouldn't have been no story. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been like everybody else. But when it's when it's somebody who has been to that level and done that, then you know everything that happened in the gym stay in the gym. But you can read between the lines. Mm-hmm. Now, I ain't go front. Listening to uh, Hasim Rockman Jr., even though he didn't say much, you know, he kind of alluded that maybe Floyd um, maybe got dominated by Earl. At the very least, Earl. You know, was 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 hanging in there. You know, like you said, if it would have been somebody else, it wouldn't be that big of a story. But we are talking about Floyd Mayweather, so at the very least, we know it was it was it was some give and take. You know, he didn't necessarily put enough together. You could say Errol dominated Floyd, but definitely Errol was in there giving just as good as he was getting. But let's move on. This is Jeff Mayweather. For those who don't know who Jeff Mayweather is, he's kind of like. The uh, the regal star of the of the Mayweather clan. Uh, but anyway, that's this is uh, Jeff Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather's uncle, and he's giving his take once again. He was there for the uh, sparring session, so let's see what Jeff got to say. I was there. I wa- I watched it, and it was it wasn't no infamous. It wasn't. I was there. I watched the whole, I watched the sparring. What it was is that Earl. Earl was just young, and, and being that Earl was young, and this is what everybody turned it into such a big f- deal because Earl said, let's go another round. That's it. 
Wasn't that, it wasn't like Earl did nothing special. Floyd already sparred two, two people before him. So, but didn't that basically show he didn't want to go another round? He knew that he was... I mean, he, f he, he, he just f tired of sparring. It was time for him to get out the ring. Not that he didn't want to get shown up by a, a younger up-and-coming fighter? Don't matter. Don't matter. Doesn't matter? No. It's sparring. Now, guys, did you hear the language? This is Mayweather's uncle. The guy said... Doesn't this show that he was going to get shown up by a younger fighter? He, instead of him saying no, he says it doesn't matter. The guy says it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, you can hear the language that... Now, people behind the scenes, including Pacquiao, who said to Mayweather... to uh, Excuse me, Pacquiao, who, who fought Mayweather, who went on to go to schedule a fight with Spence, they sat down at a press conference... And you know Mayweather's always got to have his hand in the middle of what's going on in boxing. And Mayweather tried to act like, hey, let me help out Spence, a guy who beat me in sparring. I'm going to tell him how to beat Pacquiao. Pacquiao starts laughing and says, why would Spence need to help you and give you advice and you're better than him? Manny Pacquiao says this because Manny Pacquiao hadn't heard and knew about the sparring session with Errol Spence. Word travels, especially when you're in that mix, when you're in that genre, if you will, when you're in that sport, you're going to hear things that other people make here later. It'll trickle down to us. But that guy who's interviewing him knows that not only is he lying, he's setting the stage. He's creating a diversion. This is uh, Jeff. He's telling us about all of the things except the fight. Oh, he was young. He was in the Olympics. Floyd had fought earlier. Nobody really won. But wait a minute. Everybody that Mayweather has sparred, he dominates them and he beats them. They expect us to be terrible listeners and even worse, not be able to comprehend what they're saying to us in the American language. Now, this is an insult to our intelligence, if you will. This is what you call blatant public disrespect. And many of us who know better, who understand language, who understand grammar and reading comprehension and all those good things that we use in school, we can hear the cap all in this man. We can hear him frustrated, cussing, raising his voice. It's pretty clear, isn't it? You think somebody got... If you're not getting paid to spar, what difference does it make if you decide, I'm going to walk out the ring now? But don't you think that Floyd learned from that sparring session that's another guy he wanted to get in a real fight with? Nah, I don't think so. You don't think so? Nah. The, like, the potential to, to ruin his undefeated record, right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Say it again. Trying to just, 
I understand. Trying to trying to think of an ex of a reason. I understand. No, I ain't thinking. Of uh, I already got. I already know. Yeah. <laughs> so that Errol Spence, you you would agree, was probably better than Floyd at that time. No. I wouldn't say that. Well, not that you're not biased or anything. No, I'm not biased either. All right, so who I mean, Earl at that time had just came out the Olympics. How gonna be Floyd? Well, what do you remember about that sparring? It was basically it was some good sparring. I mean, it wasn't like nobody dominated each other. It was just good sparring, and, and Earl was young, and being that Earl was young, because usually when Floyd dominates, when he when he spars with everyone, he dominates him, and when he dominates him, you know, it basically that's it, you know. But Earl basically. Even though it was give and take sparring, Earl said, let's go one more round. And Floyd said no. And so it turned into a big story that really went, that really didn't mean anything. I think this one was real interesting. Um, even though Jeff Mayweather, he did say, well, he basically said it was give and take. Nobody dominated anybody. That, but see, that's still going to show... That's going to make people are going to favor Errol when you say that because Errol was only two fights in and Floyd, you know, basically had already submitted his legacy with um at that point in time in his career. So that 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 kind of speaks volumes on behalf of Errol. But at the same time, like Jeff said, it was spawned, you know, and also. Floyd had been sparring with other people, which, by the way, that leads us to our next witness to what happened between Floyd and Earl Spence Jr. Now, this is coming from the mouth of none other than Leonard Ellerby, right? And uh, he's going to confirm that Floyd did actually spar with other people before he fought Floyd Mayweather or sparred with Floyd Mayweather. So let's listen to what Leonard Ellerby said. Leonard Ellaby is like a CEO. He handles the affairs of Mayweather's promotion and business. The man has a PhD. And one of the greatest things Mayweather has ever done for himself and the sport of boxing is use your money wisely to hire the people who are educated to do the things that you need them to do. Leonard Ellaby is a very educated black man who's taking care of most of the business affairs for Floyd Mayweather. A Mayweather promotions have to say about the incident. When, when I brought Earl in for camp, I mean, we had like five killers that Floyd was working with. And I felt bad because it was like, it was like five championship fights that Floyd had to fight, I mean, you know, to work back to back to back. But, but with uh with Earl, it's like, that was a fight. Really? It was a fight because it's like, and he don't approach it. He's one of the most respectful, humble guys that are out there. He just comes and do his thing. All right, now this one right here, this is still Linda Ellaby, but this is later on doing another interview with somebody else asking him. Well, actually, they don't ask him about the Spence thing, but because he's talking about Earl, and uh, and being familiar with him, he brought up himself, him and Sp uh, Floyd Sparring. Given to have a chance to see Earl, I've been to a lot of his fights, but just actually seeing him work in the gym. Uh, he worked with Floyd in a 
training camp just five, six years ago. Um, I know what he's capable of bringing to the table. And, and what Earl brings to the table, you don't have some keep him off of you. I watched him in Floyd in camp, and he gets no better than fighting the best guy out there. And it's like, you know, he gave Floyd some great work. And there was a lot of rumors about that. He gave Floyd a black guy. Not even about that. And, and real cats don't discuss, you know, what goes on, you know, like the details in camp. He, he's a. So somebody says, I heard he gave him a black eye. Now, instead of Leonard Ellaby saying, no, he didn't, he just said, it's not about that. You got to understand when there's educated skill or slick persons who know how to divert or they understand the language he didn't lie, he didn't tell the truth either, he just said it ain't about that okay, good job probably gave Floyd some of the best work that, he, that he's had and it's like, you gotta, you gotta think when you fight him but he, he puts mental pressure on you that it forces you to make a lot of mistakes it forces you to make a lot of mistakes because he's not gonna, do, he's not gonna go overboard with certain things. He just does every, every single thing. And it's hard to be the guy with a good jab, with good sound fundamentals. He's in great shape for 12 rounds. And he's looking to punish you. All right, now, this one right here, we're going to listen to. And by the way, this will be the last one. Is uh, Floyd Mayweather's account of what happened with um, him and Errol Spence uh, sparring. Now, Ironically enough, I think this was like 2015, right after Sean Porter had beat Adrian Broner. Uh, Floyd and Errol was together, and they did an interview outside about Errol Spence Jr. possibly getting a title shot. And back then, Floyd really pushed for Errol to get a title shot against Keith Thurman. Even going far as to say stuff like, you know, if Keith fight Errol Spence and beat him, then I'll fight him. So he really was pushing for, for Errol around that 2014-2015 um, time frame to get in the ring with one of the champions. But anyway, uh, he brought up the spawn session himself, but let's let's see what Floyd had to say about it. I know that the, the champ believes in you, yeah. but uh, it, this has to put you in, right on the radar screen now. Yeah, I'm definitely on the radar. I think uh, I'm ready to fight Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, Floyd here relinquish his titles, and we'll fight in September if they're ready to step up. I'm ready to relinquish the belts, you know. I think... I said, you know, before I said I was going to relinquish the belts, but I'm yet to receive my WBO belt. <laughs> but um, let, let Leonard step in. You know, let Leonard start to talk about, you know, um, Earl Spence will, he will look, I mean, I think two good matchups for him will be either Sean Porter in September or Keith Thurman, which we haven't relinquished the belts yet. But once these guys say, you know what, we take the fight, we want the fight, with Earl Spence, we guess what, we're going to make it happen. Earl Spence is a terrific fighter. I've said this time and time again. You know, like I said, he's he's that next wave. He's leading the pack, and um, he's going to be around for a long, long time. What is it about about 
about him that, that really captures your imagination? I told you the guy was pushing me. He's that good work. I said, no, this is what I need. This kind of work I need. A young guy that's going to push me. You know, at first I came in, kind of caught me off guard. I said, okay, I see him, I see him. So he made me, um, in training camp, he made me tighten my game up. Made me want to work hard, and that's what I need from young fighters when they come to my training camp. I need them to push me, to give me that extra, that, that, that extra, that extra pump when I'm in training camp. As you heard. All right, guys, I don't think we need to continue that any further. Now, what I want you to understand is simply this. He beat Mayweather twice. He didn't just catch you off guard. Um, <clears throat> just give you some good work. And wow, now you want to represent the guy and relinquish your belt and all this other kind of stuff. <clears throat> Guys, what happened here is Mayweather ducked an up-and-coming guy who we could see nobody better than Mayweather. And it was right under our nose. And they tried to hush it up keep it quiet, but they can no longer do that. Errol, the truth, Spence Jr. is here to stay. Now, Mayweather has never let this go. He's still out to tarnish behind the scenes this man achieving higher prospects than him. It's like the same argument you hear between LeBron James and Michael Jordan and Kobe, who was better, who was greater. And of course, you got people who are more biased than others and people who are more creatively delusional than others. But I think we honestly can see, and you can judge for yourself and do your own research. That's my take on it. What's yours? Leave a comment.